Hey, 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 everybody. Today I have for you podcast number 021. Today's podcast is titled Black Ice. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I am Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast. And this is where we will be fleshing out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. So this podcast is for you if you want to live a life with less limitations and more freedom with a healthier mind, body, and spirit. So I want to help you to recognize and tap into the limitless power that is available to you and that's working with you at all times. So today's episode is titled, if you didn't hear it already, Black Ice. So pretty good title today because that's what we had in central New York. We had some black ice. And um, so really brief story, not real long, but um, went into the office uh, earlier today and I didn't even realize that we were getting an ice storm, but uh, went outside and got in my vehicle, which was outside. and, And one of my windows was covered with a sheet of ice. And I'm like, ah, doesn't look that bad. So I went down the driveway around a couple corners and uh, there's a little dip that you go through and there's a little corner as you leave uh, where we live. And all of a sudden the back end of my vehicle swung around. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And I really had zero control because black ice is something that looks perfectly fine, but is very, very dangerous. So uh, by the time I reached my destination, I uh, actually, which is only a seven minute drive, I did witness a uh, a two car collision, so there was definitely not the uh, the safest time to be out on the road. And one of the people that I talked to uh, to came to see me today was uh, driving about thirty five forty minutes away. They saw I think three or four tractor trailers on the side of the road, as well as a, a car accident too. So, yeah, real dangerous black ice. And what does that have to do with? your limitations and helping you live a life with uh, more freedom and a healthier mind, body, and spirit. So uh, I've got five points for you today as usual. And, um, you know, freezing rain is uh, something that, you know, it takes uh, certain conditions to create. Yes, you've got to be below uh, 32 degrees and it's got to be raining. So uh, that's, uh, that's the perfect recipe for an ice storm. And, um, you know, point number one is things are not always what they seem to be. So a perfectly safe looking highway looks just like pavement can be a sheet of dangerous glare ice. And what does this have to do with us? Well, it has everything to do with being aware of our surroundings. It has everything to do with um, just really paying attention to what's going on in your life. And that, that is like some of the smallest details can be the biggest reason why you're not experiencing growth or why you're feeling like, you know, you're, you're struggling all the time. And there's certain things that, about uh, your life that you're not tuning into. And that's, uh, that's a problem because 
basically we've got to become aware of something before you can ever create a way out of it, right? So we want to increase our environmental awareness. So that is that is uh, really, really uh, a big part of today's podcast is first and foremost, be aware of, of your environment. So the environment today, treacherous driving. Yes, but what about other environments? You have your home environment, you have your work environment, right? Those are different environments that you're in. And then there's uh, there's also environments in just in different rooms in your home or in your place of work. And those things are going to be very critical to uh, your success. And what I mean by that uh, really has to do with point number two. And that is uh, point number two is be the architect of your environment. So what does an architect do? An architect um, takes somebody's ideas about whatever they're trying to create, and then they put them all together in a lot of detail. And they try to think out everything so that everything works together harmoniously. And that's really um, that's really something about architecture is they try to balance functionality and beauty all at the same time. And your environment that you work in and you live in uh, is either going to support some good behaviors or it's actually going to support some bad behaviors. So um, let's think about that. Um, for instance, if you have an environment where you associate um, like your couch with sitting on your couch and watching television and eating a dish of ice cream all the time, then that's really kind of like not a good association. But there's this trigger, like when you see the couch and you dive into the couch and you, you just you get this emotional feeling that that environment is where you get to you know, splurge and, and uh, go off the deep end on your diet and nothing really matters because you just feel good about just relaxing, right? And so how does that fit into your goals and how does that fit into uh, what you're trying to create in your life? Versus, let's say, I so associate my couch with the place where I sit down next to uh, a well-lit area where I have set aside a book that I'm really enjoying and my reading glasses are right there. And I like to enjoy a cup of a hot coffee while I read or a cup of tea while I read or a glass of water, whatever it might be. But the couch is my place where I really nail down my habit as being a great reader. So some people will say, well, geez, I'm not a reader, but I am a TV watcher. Like, how does that you know what I mean? Like that doesn't really fit in with growth. That fits in with the the bad habits and behaviors that we develop unconsciously. So our environment kind of creates that. And um, I know I, I read about a study where they wanted to try to change the eating habits of people in a cafeteria. And all they did, they didn't tell people in the cafeteria whatsoever. All they did was they changed the layout. All they did was instead of like having the soda machine be right by the checkout, and that was like the only option for drinks, they put water at every area where people could get food. So water was available everywhere. In other words, there were bottles of water all over the place. And then even in the soda machine, a lot of the choices were water, not just soda. 
And so what did they see? They saw a drastic improvement in the sale of water versus the sale of soda. So they saw like a 25% increase in water sales, but they saw like a uh, 10% or 15% drop in soda sales. I'm not sure exactly what the numbers were, but you get the point. The point is, is if you're going to design an environment for you to be successful, you, you've got to take care of all these different cues and triggers because subconsciously our brain kind of works that way. Is that when we see something, we attach a feeling and an emotion to it. And so therefore, then our behavior follows that. And uh, we are actually more visual than we are any other, um, any, any other of our five senses. So I believe that we have like something like 11,000 different receptors just based on visual input. I mean, that's crazy. So like out of like, say, 15,000, 11,000, 11, let's say 15,000 receptors for sensation, 11,000 are for, for vision. That just tells us that we really, really rely on our vision. Now, somebody who loses their vision obviously can't rely on their vision, so therefore their other senses become more heightened in an adaptation. So in case your mind was kind of going that direction, that's a little tangent. But the point is, is that if you're going to be trying to create better habits and you're trying to uh, get beyond something, get beyond some of these limitations that you always think, well, geez, I always struggle with this particular thing. Well, you've got to, one, first identify it. That's point number one. Beware of your surroundings. Do your surroundings support a good behavior or they do they detract a good behavior, right? So do, the, the, do your, your surroundings can, if, it's so much harder to create a new behavior when you have negative cues in your environment that are constantly trying to draw you back to your bad behavior. So for instance, if my, um, if in my kitchen, I have like a big, huge plate of cookies there all the time, or there's a, a, a cookie jar there always in my eyesight, I'm always going to want to like open the jar and look and see, huh, I wonder how many cookies are in there. I wonder what kind they are. I wonder what they taste like. And what are you going to do? The likelihood is you're going to probably eat some cookies. But if you don't have a cookie jar, if you don't have any sweets in the house whatsoever, then the likelihood of you finding them when you're thinking about eating something, you're not going to grab them because they're just not there. So you want to create the environment that's going to be successful for you. All right. So point number three is why the fast track? What is that? Well, why the fast track? Well, everybody wants to like get places really quickly, don't they? They want to like uh, lose, you know, weight as fast as possible. They want to, you know, make money as fast as possible. And the reality is they don't even know why they want to do these things a lot of times because they haven't really thought about it because there's so many different distractions going on in their life. And fast in this um, point doesn't relate to speed. It really has to do with fasting. So why is it that for centuries upon centuries, whenever people had to make big decisions, oftentimes they would go into solitude and they would actually fast to some degree, whatever it might be. It could be a, a fast. A lot of times it's a fast from eating um, because food could be a big distraction for people. But it also brings about a lot of clarity. So I'm I'm practicing a fast from social media, and uh, 
me tell you, it's not, uh, it's not as easy as it sounds. And it was, it's been surprising to me about how hard of a habit, um, I, it has been not only to break, but how deeply rooted that was in my psychology, as far as my subconscious wanting to open my phone and check different sources of social media. And, uh, So why fast? The point of fasting is to bring clarity, to bring uh, the ability to just listen to that we small voice, right? To to listen to to what maybe God has in store for you. And so um, the church that our family attends for two weeks now, the church is going to be attending a fast in prayer. In other words, everybody gets to choose on their own what they want to fast from for the next two weeks. And, and then we're going to just come together every night for an hour and just pray about it and just be quiet and just listen to see what God has in store for us or what, what, what you know, is, is brought upon us as far as what our church should be doing for this next year. And I got to say, it's a very, very powerful and moving experience. Um, something that I, I think anybody can benefit from, from just that quiet time and and not being a slave to something that has been distracting to you. Okay, point number four is be the all-in man or woman. Be the all-in man or woman. Okay, so if anybody's ever uh, heard of going all-in, that's like pushing your chips all-in, right, in a, in a gambling situation. If you're playing cards with your friends and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all-in. Well, uh, recently uh, in, in, in my uh, circle of influence, uh, we've had a lot of uh, really, really positive responses from people, and these people gave me some very high accolades and there was something very common about these people, and that commonality really had to do with their ability to buy in or to go all in. And, and we see this in, in sports uh, when when a team really buys in and goes all in with what a coach is trying to teach a team. And um, you know you see that in very successful programs. And and when you go all in, the re, what you're doing in, in a lot of cases is that you're following a formula and you're trusting the process instead of trying to micromanage it yourself. And, and more times than not, when people try to, to dabble in something and they try to micromanage it and, uh, uh, I guess, insert their own ideas instead of just trusting the process of somebody that's already created something very successful, they've already done the the work and they've got proven track record, you know, that's where success really lies for a lot of people. And that is uh, to be going all in and, and going all in requires uh, a commitment and it requires some sacrifice. And I know that that's something that's been um, less common. I've seen this in the last couple of years is the ability for people to stay committed to something. People are just super distracted very easily dis, um, knocked off the rails, so to speak. And, and I mean, we can all be guilty of it. And I think uh, our, our tech world has kind of created that, that uh, almost an ADD type of a brain going on. Uh, I think it's just a little over stimuli that's creating that. And it's making it more difficult for people to be that all in individual. But that's, 
that's the that's the problem. And so what is the solution? And the solution is is to get a handle on it by, you know, following these first couple of, of points. Um, and that is be aware of your surroundings, uh, be the architect of your environment and and fast to actually get some discernment about exactly where you should be heading and what you should be doing. And then when you do, make a decision to go all in. When you make that decision and you commit and you burn your bridges and you just go, uh, that means maybe you're going to spend more time and you're going to spend some more money. But in the end, those are investments in yourself, which is there is no better investment than in yourself. Um, point number five is uh, don't blame the principal, question the application. <clears throat> and and our, unfortunately, we see a lot of this is that people come up with excuses that don't involve who they see in the mirror. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, I certainly am guilty of that myself. It's very easy to say that, you know, the road conditions cause the accident, right? So the road conditions of black ice cause the accident. But what about the driver? Doesn't the driver have any responsibility? And the reality is, yes, they do. A, they could choose not to be on the roads because they know that the conditions are bad if they checked, which I didn't even check today. Uh, two, they can slow down. Three, they could make sure that they have uh, really good tires for that type of condition. Maybe it's maybe it's chains, maybe it's uh, studded snow tires in this area. Yes, people still use those. Um, but the point is, is don't blame the principal. Don't you know? There's there's a there's a format for everything, but there's there's concepts of how things should be done. And if you're not applying it fully then uh, you can't really blame the process. And that kind of goes back to being the all-in man or woman. The dabbler will, will blame the process instead of saying, hey, you know, my responsibility was maybe I didn't commit to this fully. Maybe I didn't show up for all the things that I needed to show up for. Maybe I didn't do my homework. Um, all of those things are going to uh, affect the outcome. And this is why two different people can hear the very same thing and be in a, in a room with a bunch of other people and everybody can hear the exact same presentation and the exact same lesson. And then they're told to go out and apply it and everybody gets a different result. And the reason everybody gets a different result is because not everybody fully commits it or follows the instructions that are involved. So um, that pretty much sums up uh, this week's podcast on black ice. So that's all we have for your uh, this week's edition, which is episode number 021 uh, of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. And uh, I got to say, this has been fantastic. We've been getting great reviews. And uh, I would just encourage you to share this with other people as well as to uh, follow us on uh, on our social media platforms that are out there. Uh, but stay tuned each and every week to be inspired and mo keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. We'll see you.